But their problem is that they got to cough up 22 and a half thousand bucks extra to my brokerage because that's what they're under contract for. And that's what they are compensating us. Right. So let the negotiations begin, Mr. Seller, that only sells one home every 10 years. You know, yeah. let's negotiate. A, you want to go down that path. So insert microphone drop. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back. This is episode 155 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I'm Adrian Trott. This is Ariel Cormendi. Your water looks really murky. I assume that's not water. Uh, you could see that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking there? Well, it's lemon water. Oh, I see. I see. Um, that's, that's my breakfast. Anyways. Coffee and lemon water. See, I've had I've heard mixed reviews on lemon water. I know some there's some benefits to it, but I also heard that it's bad for your teeth. So there's like a love hate relationship with it. It is. It's not good for your enamel. So not a great way to start the day. Coffee and lemon water, the two things that fuck up your enamel. So my dentist won't be happy. However, my body responds really well to it. And well, that's um, important. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important. Some people, though, they well, get like heartburn and things like that from it. But uh, I get that very easily. I haven't figured out what causes it, but I get it all the time. Anyways, episode 155. Thanks for joining us. For those of you who listen, but don't subscribe, we found there's actually many of you. So we would appreciate it very much if you show your support. Subscribe. I can't even speak. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen whether you're watching it on youtube or listening on soundcloud spotify deezer apple podcast google Podcasts, click the subscribe button get involved chat with us send us some comments and questions that you want us to discuss you know what i was today, thinking about before you yeah. jump into today's topic which is going to be an interesting conversation for sure uh i listen to not only our own podcasts i listen to them back but um, I listen to various different podcasts all the time. Yeah. And I listen to, and I watch some on YouTube. As you know, I'm a big sports fan. Where do you and, listen? Uh, usually Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm -hmm. or uh, Spotify. Those are my three go-tos. Um, but the way I, I consume it is in my car or I'll throw up a podcast on YouTube on the TV and kind of have it in the background if I'm cooking or something like that. Um, both of those options, so if you are listening in the car, it's very difficult to like subscribe or comment when you're doing that right like most cars don't have the option to like or subscribe while you're listening to a podcast and if you're just watching on on youtube yeah it might give you options for for doing that on youtube but not in in the podcast so if you do like to listen to the podcast please go back on your phone and just give us a quick uh quick little bit of love Throw us a comment. Let you us know, know. I don't know if it works for podcasts for that purpose, but um, Siri, when I'm listening to music through Deezer, which is the 
streaming service I, I subscribe to. If I hear a song that I like, I can say, hey, Siri, favorite this song. Or, hey, Siri, I like this song. She's listening to me now. Um, and then she'll favorite it in the app. So I wonder if that would work with the subscription. I'll try that next time. Because you're right. I, I listen to podcasts usually um, when I'm working out. So, you know, running on the treadmill, it's not an ideal time to look down at the phone and, you know, follow my ass. And then I watch podcasts, usually Joe Rogan, when I'm cooking or clean, uh, doing dishes um, at the end of the day. Well, and, the, and then, you know, we got the AirPods. So like when I take the dog for a walk, I throw on a podcast. I'm not inclined to just stop my walk and, uh, you know, oh, got to like this one. All right. So. Because yeah. I was thinking about that. We we actually have a lot of people that listen or watch and we don't know. We don't have the actual analytics because, you know, those subscriptions, the likes and the comments are are the typical things you look at. So so if you do like this podcast, you do listen to us, you you want us to continue. We're 155 episodes in at some point, you know, we need to we need to know that you like it. You listening, you're listening and, uh, and you want more of it and comment. So we know what to, uh, uh, what content to bring you the next, next episodes up. Anyways, sorry for that. Uh, just crossed my mind earlier this week and, uh, or last week and, uh, thought I would mention it. Episode 155. Here we go. So in this episode, we are discussing the recent, uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, CBC Marketplace did an investigation on real estate agents steering buyers from low commission homes. So by steering buyers, that simply means basically directing them to other properties because they these particular homes were not offering what they considered to be sufficient commission, which is obviously extremely bad, ethically wrong. It happens. Um, but it's an, an interesting article. There's a few points I've made in it um, well, it's a, about some it's of the comments actual, that were said. An actual episode video. on yeah, CBC yeah. Marketplace. It's the most most recent. I'm trying to find it here as we're chatting. But if you if you have the CBC Gem app, you can watch it right right from their app. Um, so just go to the CBC Marketplace. Um, yeah, so the, here, I think it, the way this, the way it came up was there was a, a couple that were selling their house, and uh, lady, she felt lady, as yeah, lady, lady. I think it was a it was a husband and wife, but she was the only one on camera because um, it later goes on to say that the couple sold after a few months. Oh, but um, so yeah, this woman um, said that she basically felt and was kind of told by other agents that her home was for the lack of a better word, blacklisted. So she was offering 1% commission to a cooperating brokerage, which is a brokerage. Well, hang on, hang represents... on. You gotta, yeah. You got to give a little bit of the backstory and maybe let's give a description of what quote unquote steering is. So this lady or this couple, they had a home, I believe it was in Aurora. If I'm not mistaken. I don't and, know. I was literally and, about to give that backstory. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You can go ahead. No, please. 
I'll have my own things to say after after that. <laughs> I'll just drink my I don't know when you cut me off. Okay. Try to you should drink it with a straw, actually. It will it will avoid contact with your teeth. That's um, a good point. So yeah, I I, I don't know. My mother know, used to um, drink coffee that way, but, and I always wondered why. Alicia started doing that. I find it odd, but I suppose it works. Um Yes, I don't know where this is. I know it was um, somewhere in the GTA from my understanding, but we'll say Aurora if that's where you think it was. So that's good. So uh, the backstory is this woman had her house listed and she felt as she as though she'd been blacklisted. Um, I assume this is based on a lack of people visiting the home and feedback she had received from other real estate agents. So the concept of steering is that real estate agents would avoid showing this particular home to their buyers uh, because they felt that the commission being paid to them was insufficient. Uh, there's also the premise that real estate agents don't may not particularly like dealing with for sale by owner homes because they're dealing with people who are not experienced. Uh, it may require more work, um, but it does happen. And it shouldn't, um, but in reality, it does. And it's, I imagine it's a problem right across the country. Um, the U.S., similar structure to us in terms of compensation. So I imagine it's very similar there. Anyway, so CBC Marketplace picked up her complaint and they sent out some secret shoppers to determine what was happening. Yeah, it's a good watch. Like... I obviously I find it interesting, but the backstory that I wanted to give is first of all, the the listing itself. So this lady decided she's going to quote unquote save by trying not to pay uh, what CBC marketplace said is a standard of 5% commission. So she hired a, what technically is a registered brokerage that doesn't have any realtors. So essentially they are a listing service for MLS. So you pay them a flat fee. There's lots of these places that exist. You pay them a flat fee. They basically send you a listing agreement. They put it up on MLS and you might have the option of buying extra services with them like photography and the landing page, a website, whatever. Um, so you pay them a couple thousand bucks right up front, regardless if your home sells or not, but it gets your home on MLS and MLS is the largest uh, real estate website in the country. So obviously you want your home to be seen there. So, so she saved that two and a half percent, quote unquote, saved that two and a half percent on the <laughs> listing commission. And then for the buyer's compensation was only offering, I believe, 1% um, to the buyer's brokerage. So buyers have a realtor, the realtor shows them the property, they like it, they'll get 1% if, if the transaction closes, where typically that's 2.5%. So she thinks, okay, I'm going to save 1.5% on buyer's commission, and I'm going to save uh, you know, two and a half percent less, a couple of grand on, on the listing commission. 
And that's my savings. She stayed on the market for over 30 days. And that's where she started putting up that red flag that she's been blacklisted and and agents won't show the property because she's only offering, you know, 1% commission or, or what have you. Here's my, I have so much that I can say about this, honestly. Um, In that video, they showed some of the house. No offense, lady, but your house didn't look that good. That's number one. So I don't know. I didn't do a market analysis if she was overpriced or not. Uh, But generally speaking, in a hot market... There was no mention that I saw of the address, was there? I don't think so. uh, I don't believe so. I don't know if it would be too hard to find if we really wanted to. Um, But anyways, I'm going to assume that she was on the high end of pricing. If... If your home is on the market for more than 30 days, there's likely, like it looked like it's a nice neighborhood and it had some features that would definitely be attractive to buyers. Um, It's not like it was a piece of crap in a rare area on a busy street or something like that, right? Like it was nice, quiet family neighborhood. So, you know, you think, the home doesn't show particularly well. Your price might be high, and you're not offering a typical remuneration to the brokerages. So those are three, you know, potential um, ways that you can make your listing more attractive. Now, now, why is remuneration that commission, quote unquote commission? Why does that come into play? We talked, you talked about steering and CBC talked about steering. So the agent doesn't want to potentially show the property because instead of making two and a half percent on that sale, they're only going to make 1%, whatever. I've always said, and we've done many, many deals where the, uh, the seller is potentially offering a little bit less and, you know, we we take less. However, in most circumstances, a buyer will be under contract. They'll have an agreement, a buyer representation agreement that is signed with that realtor and with that brokerage. So that brokerage now legally represents that buyer Uh, their best interests, and we are now bound to helping them find a home, essentially, right? And there's a time limit on it. So if you are our buyer, you'll sign a buyer representation agreement. Our contracts are six months less a day. So for that period of time, you are legally bound to us, and we are legally bound to you. And that's a relationship that we commit to. And we have that code of ethics that we're going to do everything in our best interest to help you and to guide you and to give you all of the advice. In that contract, 
it discusses the commission payable to the brokerage. And it lays it all out there. And typically in that contract, it says 2.5%, which means the buyer is obligated in this transaction to ensure, and I'm putting it in the simple layman terms, uh, to ensure the brokerage in this transaction gets compensated 2.5%. There's no wool pulled over anybody's eyes. Now, typically, most sellers will be offering 2.5% to a cooperating brokerage, to the buyer's brokerage, which means that 2.5% that we are under contract with with the buyer is being compensated by the seller. So the buyer has nothing to pay for the services of hiring a brokerage to represent them. In this right. instance, if the seller is only offering 1%, Technically, the buyer is now responsible for topping up that difference of that extra one and a half percent between what they signed in that by representation agreement and what the seller is actually compensating the cooperating brokerage. Now it can be renegotiated, and you know, maybe somebody like me might say, all right, well, don't worry about it. This is the house that you know, uh, you want, it's the house of your dreams. We'll put a deal together. I'll try and negotiate a better commission on my behalf so I can make up that difference. But at the end of the day, the buyer has signed a contract to hire a person to do a job for a set amount of money. So it's like hiring an electrician to install 10 pot lights at 75 bucks a pot light. Uh, but halfway through the job, you say, ah, you did a good job. Uh, please continue. But now I'm only going to pay you 50% of it because I found somebody to do it for less, or I don't know, right? Like you've hired a professional to represent you. You're well, I think this is a lot of the onus is on like like you're you're saying, and I'm very much the same. Um in fact, I, I've, in many cases, I just leave that section. I don't put a specific number as, but as per MLS, which may not make any sense at all, but I, I wouldn't, I don't, in most cases, I wouldn't hold somebody accountable if the, there was a discrepancy, unless there was certain, you know, very unique circumstances where, uh, where, you know, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head that might, uh, justify it. But, um, I've been involved in transactions with homeowners that were selling their home themselves. And that's exactly what I did. I negotiated the commission and, you know, some, some transactions will get paid more than others, but you know, the, the key there is to ensure you always have your clients, the buyers best interest in mind. And that would exactly. mean not avoiding a home that may be of interest to them uh, due to a perceived lower income. Um, I bet half of these real estate agents who got their caught with their hands down their pants, uh, had they have just gone along with it properly, like they were supposed to, the buyers probably wouldn't have even liked the home anyways. Right. And then they move on to another property and they wouldn't have been in this position. But um, I, I will you know, say this, like you, you kind of, touched on it. 
I have no issues personally, and I know anybody on our team, this is the way we, we train our staff and our realtors. Um, you know, 100% above water, code of ethics, you know, everything has to be black and white, no gray areas, help, help our clients. That's help the people. Um, the financial compensation comes with all of the good things that we do, right? So there's going to be yeah. sometimes you earn more money. There's going to be sometimes you earn less money as a whole. You look at it over the year or the course of a quarter in the year, or whatever. It all balances out. But I really dislike. Well, it's perfectly acceptable for me to say this, and I'm going to say it. I really dislike having to deal with most of these, I'll call them private sellers, even though they've hired a brokerage to put their home on the MLS, you're not dealing with another realtor. You are dealing with the homeowner. And from my experience, First of all, the homeowners that choose that path are typically a little bit more difficult to deal with in general. Just generally speaking, these people have some kind of, it's almost like this attitude that- Well, they oh, obviously I, think, yeah, they have, my assumption would well, be they, they disrespect, don't particularly they disrespect, like the industry, right? Right. They disrespect realtors in some capacity or or think we're overpaid or- or think they can do a better job. So automatically they have this wall against just dealing with realtors in general. And well, first of all, that's a stupid, you know, um, way to approach it because these are the people that are going to be bringing you the buyers most likely. Um, but as a realtor that conducts many, 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 many transactions on a monthly basis, um, I now have to deal with somebody that's not licensed, that doesn't know the ins, outs, the legalities, the paperwork, the verbiage, um, and that only transacts a purchase or sale once every 10 years. A lot of them maybe have never even sold a home on their own before. So it becomes a lot more work. It's a lot more work as a realtor dealing in this situation with a quote unquote private seller, even if the contract ends up going to their lawyer for a review, which by the way, I highly recommend if you are dealing with somebody in this situation is having a clause in the contract that is subject to lawyer reviews. Uh, that way everybody's covered. Um, but it becomes a lot more time consuming and it becomes a bit of a logistical and paperwork nightmare because you are dealing with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. So, yeah. so now you're asking me to put in more time, more effort and more work deal with somebody that has no idea what they're doing. So I'm probably going to have to do most of that 
uh, or coach them or, you know, that, and it's that fine line because I'm not representing the seller. I'm representing the buyer. So whose best interest do I have? Um, and you want to pay my brokerage less, which means I take home a lot less. So, so you know, the concept of this is just so, so messed up that, um, you know, if you are thinking of going down that route, I would highly recommend you call me for a consultation so I can talk to you before you do. Uh, but I would say in the vast majority of the situations, the realtor should be able to negotiate a, a half decent commission still. And in the grand scheme of things, this is a very small percentage of the business Extremely that occurs. Small. Extremely right? small. So, Most people are smart enough to understand where where the buyers are and, and hiring a professional to, you know, but what pisses me off about CBC and this whole marketplace um, show in, in this episode is, okay, well, they're creating content and a little bit of clickbait because they, you know, they know this is a potentially a hot topic, especially for realtors. Like every realtor that I know has watched it. Yeah. Um, the governing bodies for realtors, uh, the Real Estate Association, um, uh, the Canadian Canadian Real Estate Association, the Ontario Real Estate Association, uh, the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Everybody has commented on it. We were getting emails left, right, and center about it. Um, so I know why CBC uh, aired this, but you can look at pretty well every single industry in everything that we purchase and find holes to pick. You know, um, when I was in the restaurant business, uh, there were many restaurants that I knew of that were serving meals that had ingredients in it that were not what was listed in the menu. So you could think you're getting sea bass, but you're getting perch, you know, <laughs> uh, just as a as an idea, right? Or uh, shortchanging alcohol in the drinks. I imagine that's a thing. Well, for sure. That's, a, that's actually a great point. You go to a bar, you go to Vegas for a weekend, and uh, you go to one of those fancy clubs and they charge, you know, 15 bucks a drink. And you think you're getting uh, gray goose, but you're actually getting the Smirnoff. I don't know. It happens. I'm certain of it. Yeah, um, or half an ounce, and you wouldn't know yeah. any better because you're already half in the bag. Right, right. It happens, right? And um, you know, then in the the auto industry. I mean, the auto industry certainly is one that's um, got a lot of heat for shady approaches and shady business practices, but. I mean, you go to buy a used car, uh, I can assure you that you will find a lot of people doing, you know, things that wouldn't be 100% ethical. So you can, every single industry, every single thing that you purchase, if you go back and look at you know, the chain of how that product or how that service is sold. Um, there's there's always going to be something that you can point a finger to and say, hey, this is not the, in the best uh, interest of the consumer or this is illegal or what have you, right? 
Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how well, much, was... I don't know how much of this uh, episode is creative editing, right? Anything well, can absolutely. be edited creatively to show you what you know you want. Well, and there the are variables that we don't know. Like they right. were saying, the house, the house was priced right. You know. At, you know, show me the numbers. Let's give me the address. I'd like to do evaluation, see how they ended up. And at the end of the day, right? Did, were they priced high? Did they sell low? What were the actual numbers? And there was one comment in the article that said they had basically taken 50 real estate agents. So they did some cold calling afterwards um, as part of this, contacted 50 real estate agents and um, and asked about the commission they charged. And they said nearly all quoted about the same. A quarter of the agents referred to their fee as standard and the majority said they would not negotiate. So first of all, they're putting that in a negative context saying that that's bad. So first, there is no standard. So I don't think anyone should ever say that's a standard rate. You know, you could say it's a common rate, a typical common, but certainly not standard. There's no standard in the industry for commission rate. Um, and it's in the real estate agent's you know, it's, it's to their discretion if they want to negotiate. If they don't want to negotiate, they are completely in their right to hold fast to their rate. Um, you know, so and as a as a consumer, there are, I mean, there's tens of thousands of options in terms of different real estate agents, and there are, you know, many options, uh, different structures of uh, real estate brokerages that offer different programs. So, um, you know, I think the industry has done a fairly good job at that. I think, especially nowadays, there's a yep. pretty diverse range of options that people can choose from. And, you know, you'll get everything from full service with staging and a professional salesperson to negotiate the sale um, down to the, you know, DIY slap a sign on your lawn and pay somebody a few hundred bucks to put it on the MLS. Yep. Um, and, I, so I think the industry's done a good job from that way. So I, I don't think them writing this saying, you know, and putting in a negative uh, view of people holding strong to their commission rate and not negotiating. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People can, you know, they're entitled to that if the services they provide warrant it. And if you don't see the value in it, then move on to somebody else. Hey, I don't like paying $180 an hour for service on my BMW at the, at the dealership. Uh, but I'm, I have an option to go to the oil lube quick change place right. down the street and pay 50 bucks an hour. Uh, right. but I choose, you know, to go to the professionals that know how to service my car properly, uh, to give me that peace of mind and, and safe, uh, safe driving. Uh, and I don't walk into the service advisor's office and say, Hey, I know you guys charge $180 and there's all these people lined up here behind me to pay you $180. But I can go to the oil lube filter place to do it for 50. So you need to bring your rate down. Yeah. It doesn't happen, right? Like technically no. everything that you buy or pay somebody to do technically is negotiable. Yeah. You can always ask. Yeah. It must mean that they should, can, or will. Right, I agree. The Jewish side of my family taught me that really well. 
and my grandmother used to negotiate everything. Uh, yeah. Maybe not if you're going into Baskin Robbins for a own of ice cream, but um, you know, if you if you go somewhere to buy something, especially a higher ticket item. Um, I remember when we went, you and I went to Best Buy uh, to buy our uh, our Max. Yeah, and you remember that we got uh, what did we got something thrown in? I don't, I don't remember what they did, but they threw something in. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the the suite of services. At, was it Adobe <laughs> or I don't remember? But anyways, um, oh yeah, it was, it was something like that. The you know, I I have so many things that I could talk about in terms of um mission and and you know you get what you pay for and and all that look everybody's entitled to their own their own path of how they want to sell a product there are many ways you can do it but then don't don't complain that you are you're not getting that you were quote-unquote blacklisted or you're not getting activity um you know because of how you decided to strategize well, I don't, the, I do, the sale of your I own. don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because I do believe that those real estate agents are in the wrong. Like they shouldn't. If it have was actually happening, house. we don't know if it was actually happening. And that's my point. Oh, I'm sure she's, it was. She's just blaming it on that. Um, no, I, I mean, realistically, it, it's happening. There's no question that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. You have a hundred thousand agents in, or I don't even know how many agents there are in Canada. Over a hundred thousand. There's over oh for 50, sure thousand like in the GTA itself. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, to the opposite side of the spectrum, if there's a house that's not doing well or they're under duress, or they you know they may increase the rate that they're offering and. That's the opposite, but same thing. That might encourage more people to see the house. More agents may say, hey, let's go see this one first, right? Like there's two ends of the spectrum and both are technically wrong. Um, although, you know, uh, when you put an offer on a house, there's a confirmation of cooperation. That's a separate document that states how much the person's getting paid so you can see that. Um, but it, it goes both ways. And, and we see that people might offer more for whatever reason, maybe to make their home uh, stand out if there's a lot of competition or if they're just having struggling or they're having challenges selling, they might increase the rate. Well, and then that's the whole other, like you're doing now the 180 degree sweep on um, this whole steering conversation because now as a realtor, if you are commonly paid two and a half percent on representing a buyer, and then there is a home that's in your buyer's budget and wish list, and they're offering three and a half percent, is that a home that you're showing them because you're making an extra one percent? Yeah. Like that's well, the whole I've, other whole other spectrum of steering right so yeah 
And I've seen the, uh, you know, things like if sold, you know, $5,000 bonus, if sold before November 1st, right? You see that stuff. But then you go back to our days in the automotive industry. It was exactly the same. Guys, this car has been sitting on the lot for 200 days. First person to sell it gets 500 bucks, right? Like, you know, CBC Marketplace has done a lot of stuff with automotive dealerships and until you are in the thick of it, you really don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but you just brought up like a wonderful point and a great analogy of this whole situation, comparing it to another industry like, you know, and automotive industry and real estate industry are often compared against each other because they're the two highest ticket items that you likely are to purchase in your life. Um, But if we had, I remember there were days where I had a demo, right? Because senior managers get a free car to drive. They're called a demo. You drive them for five to 12,000 kilometers, and then you, quote unquote, ground them for sale. So that car now sits and is available for purchase, uh, usually at a discounted price, because now it has mileage on it, technically is a used car that still applies for a lot of new car programs, but it's used. Um, I remember many days in our Saturday morning meetings, getting the sales team together in a huddle. You remember those days. And I would say, okay, whoever sells my car today, my demo gets a thousand bucks cash. Right. That's nowhere to be disclosed to the consumer. Right. So So maybe that's where it needs to change. Maybe they just need to make it public knowledge as to what, the compensation is for a cooperating brokerage. Then there's no misleading. Then, then the buyer's agent can't, you know, secretly push them towards another home that's paying them more money. I mean, they can show it to them, but it would be, it would, they would know that the amount being paid is higher. But Adrian, the whole point of a buyer representation agreement is so that the realtor is giving full disclosure to the buyer at that time where they negotiate, right? Because it's not fixed, it's not standard. They negotiate how much the buyer brokerage is going to get paid at the end of this transaction. Why are you smirking? <laughs> you always smirk continue. when I... No, it's nothing to do with you, I promise. Okay. So your wife flashing you again? <laughs> Something like that. so that happens before you even go out and look for homes right so let's just assume now i have a a consultation a conversation with a prospective buyer and they say okay ariel we want to hire you and your team to represent us in the purchase of our home i'll say okay there is a uh, an agreement uh, let me show you this agreement. This is the buyer representation agreement. This is what it means. And on page two of that agreement, you'll see here compensation. This means my brokerage is going to get paid two and a half percent or 2% or 18%, whatever that percent or dollar figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I say, Hey, I'll do it for a flat of 10 grand. And I've done that before right. too. Uh, but you have that conversation with the buyer and and you, then you explain how the brokerage actually gets compensated. 
So Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, Mr. and Mr. Buyer, if the buy, if the seller is offering this two and a half percent, there's nothing, no compensation from your end to my brokerage. However, if we come across a property that you happen to like and the amount is lower than that, you would be responsible for paying the difference to my brokerage. If the amount is higher than that, I don't expect to make more than the two and a half percent. I will give the difference back to you as a cashback at closing or whatever, right. or we can use that extra in our negotiating with the seller or what have you. But you have that conversation, you are under contract, you explain what's going to happen. And then there's no, you know, there's no gray area. So yeah. your buyer going to see this, this house, this, this lady's house in Aurora, and she's only offering 1%. The buyer knows, okay, she's only offering 1%. So she's asking 1.5 million. That means we're going to have to cough up whatever, 22 and a half thousand bucks plus HST because she's only compensating 1% of the commission. We got to pay the other one and a half percent. Right. And then you, and then you use that in negotiations too, maybe. Right. Then the then the buyer will say, "Well, if I got to pay the brokerage now that extra twenty two and a half grand, I'm certainly not paying one point five million for the house." And that is why her home took so long to sell. <laughs> well, that's what it all comes down to. Is the end the end res, the only variable that matters is the dollars and cents at the end of the day, and. I, you know, a good real estate agent should be able to negotiate um, something so that it works out. They shouldn't be discouraged to right. show those houses. Exactly. Exactly. There's no training uh, that is teaching realtors how to negotiate in this scenario and the word tracks that are needed in order to, for everybody to be protected. And even the person that we are not representing. So, the seller is representing themselves or they have another, you know, whatever these brokerages are. I don't even know why yeah, they call they do them brokerages, have, but they do some have of people them, that can do yeah, that. Some of, sure. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's like, do I take my BMW to the deal, BMW dealership or do I take them to the quick lube place? Right. So um, same kind of concept, but in my opinion, um, the, the negotiating of that structure is an easy conversation with the seller when there is a proper buyer representation agreement, the compensation to the brokerage has been discussed with that buyer. The buyer is aware of what they are liable for in terms of the fees, okay? And now you have that conversation with the seller and you tell them, my buyer is under contract with my brokerage. They hired us to do a job. Sometimes that job takes a month. Sometimes that job takes a year, whatever. They hired us to do a job. We're on a mission. They like your home. But their problem is that they got to cough up 22 and a half thousand bucks extra to my brokerage because that's what they're under contract for. And that's what they are compensating us. Right. So let the negotiations begin, Mr. Seller, that only sells one home every 10 years. 
you know yeah let's negotiate you want to go down that path so insert microphone drop yeah boom yeah well let's let's be realistic here (laughs) yeah i and that's that's the it's 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 hard to I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it's hard to, uh, I don't know what to say. Do you ever see that? All all these reporters are are saying, you know, this is wrong and there's, they won't negotiate their commission. Well, that's part of the industry. It's negotiations, it's sales. It's about finding somebody you want to work with. Mr. Reporter that works for CBC. uh, You make whatever, 80 grand a year. You go to work every day, nine to five, Monday to Friday. You expect to see, uh, your key four at the end of the year saying 80 grand, right? Okay. What if CBC all of a sudden said to you, you got to do the same job Monday to Friday, nine to five, but we're only going to pay you 40 grand this year. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, is, does that seem fair? It's a good analogy. Well, you know, like I use, I use that. I have that discussion with anybody that tries to negotiate uh, what our fees are. And I mean, we pride ourselves on not being the cheapest, not being the most expensive and providing a shit ton of value uh, to our buyers and sellers. But if somebody thinks that I'm going to reduce our compensation for them, it's it, that's the conversation that happens, right? Like we don't negotiate. Um, We've, strategically built a strong compensation plan that provides our clients with value. And if you don't see that value, I'm really sorry. So that's, going back to- that's, that's the thing. If, if you're speaking with somebody who isn't negotiating and, and your primary focus is price, commission rate, then clearly you don't see the value in that person and their services. So move on. Right. Exactly. Because if, if that person's willing and so easily able to adjust their commission rate to satisfy you, you know, you have to immediately question their ability to negotiate, which is their primary function. Most realtors will ask a seller for that, whatever, four or five, 6%. Uh, commission. Most sellers will say, can you do it for less? I've talked to XYZ Realty. They're willing to, or I talked to, you know, Mrs. Schmuck and Futz down the street that sells a whole lot of homes and she's willing to, right, cut their commission. And my response to that is, if, no offense to any other realtor, but if you're willing to cut your commission that quickly and take less on your compensation, your, your paycheck, you're willing to say, okay, I normally get paid 10 grand to do this job, but I'm willing to do it for four this time. Uh, how much do they care about the final selling price of the house that they have zero financial eyes with, right? Like they are not financially invested in this property. So if they get an offer of a million bucks. Well, and if they have one or two other clients paying their standard, you know, full rate. That's a whole other steering conversation, right? But yeah, like how motivated are they to dedicate time to you? Marketplace episode here. Yeah. But 
fact of the matter is like shit like that happens in every industry. We can talk about right. every, we can talk yeah. you can talk circles about I'm okay. So for those of you listening and and watching, I would love to hear some stories that you guys know of in industries that you've been involved in and I don't care what it is and I know we've got you know so many different types of uh, people in our database and followers. So well, here's a, here's are... a quick story for you. Yeah. I was up North this weekend with my brothers and my, uh, my older brother has a painting company. And while I was there, he received a call from a past client of his who uh, switched to another company because they provided a significantly cheaper rate. And the message to him was, Hey, this other company hasn't shown up to do the job and they returned the deposit. Can you come and quote the job? Right? Like you get what you pay for. And, and there if, might be some if flexibility. I was your brother, the rate just went up. Oh, I think in reality, <laughs> I think at this point he can't even do it. Like, you know, right. they're they're so strapped for for um good employees up there that they're 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 running at full capacity, so it's hard to take on new jobs. Um, but that, you know, that goes to show that, that person's seeing, oh, there's a huge price difference here and they didn't see the value for whatever reason. They just got focused on the numbers and obviously to their detriment, it didn't work out. So the nice thing is there are plenty of options for people. So do your due diligence, interview people, all different types of companies and figure out which structure is the best one for you. And make sure everything is in writing, that everything's clear. And, um, you know, when in doubt, hire a lawyer to have some final discussions or to review contracts or, or whatever. Like if you're not going down the route of hiring a brokerage or a professional realtor, and even if you are like, you can always have a lawyer, um, give you some advice and, and review, uh, review documents and things of that nature. But Anywho, that's uh, that's Good all chat. I had to say about uh, that episode of Marketplace. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched the uh, the uh, art, the video or read the articles about it, you should. It's uh, it's interesting. It's a good read, short watch. I actually that's actually a, a show that I I watch from time to time. I don't know if you. You watch it. I find it interesting um, because there are a lot of industries that I don't know about, and uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those clickbait type of shows, right? Like they they grab you with a headline that's like, "Oh my God, do you know what the this person did?" You know what? Yeah. What? Let me see. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. Episode one fifty five of KT Confidential. Um, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you and see you next week. Ciao.